Today's daf is daf Mem Gimel. We're beginning at the Mishnah at the bottom of Mem Beis, Ahmed Beis. Now, just as a disclaimer, the, uh, this blot, the, uh, Girsa that we have in the Gemara follows more the Ra, the Rosh, the Taisvis, the, uh, Mephorosh. The Ran has both on the Ahmed Aleph and on the Ahmed Beis of Mem Gimel different Girsos, and his comments don't align with the simple understanding uh, the simple reading of Agamora. In terms of Pshat, the Pshat really comes out pretty much the same, but just in order to make it easier to read, we're going to follow the text of Agamora, which again just is, is not the Girsa of the Ran. So let's, let's read. So Zabdeh Mishnah. Hamudra Anno if a person is a subject of a neder. So again, just uh, for simplicity's sake, we have a situation where Reuven made a neder that Shimon is not allowed to benefit from him and his assets. So Shimon is the subject of the neder. All right. So now we're going to have over here uh, three basic uh, uh, transactions or interactions that are also on both sides. So let's go through them. Lo yash ileno, you should not lend him. Nor should he borrow from him. It means Reuben cannot lend to Shimon, nor borrow from him. Now, in Lashon HaKodesh, there is two types of, uh, two words used for a loan. One is called a She'ela, and one is called a Halva. The difference is as follows, is that a She'ela is the item itself remains intact. So I lend you my axe, you give me back the axe. A Halva is the item that is being lent is being depleted, is being spent. So if money is a halva, you give a hundred bucks, he's got to give you a hundred bucks back, but it's not the same hundred bucks. So you give a guy a, 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 a cup of flour, he gives you back a cup of flour, so that's a halva. So she'ela is when the item is intact. In, in English, we don't have such a distinction, but, that, but in, in, in the Lashon of the, of the Mishnah, we'll see there is that distinction. So therefore, items that remain intact, don't lend nor borrow in items like cash with items not going to remain intact so and the last one is a, a straight up sale Ruben cannot sell an item and he cannot buy back now we have to really uh, step back for a moment and understand that uh, and this big Mora is going to be bothered by this as well is that if, if Ruvain has made the neder that Shimon is not allowed to benefit from him, so I understand that any time the benefit is going from Ruvain to Shimon, that would be in violation of the neder. So the Chorah, to lend him an item, whether it be a consumable or non-consumable item, he can't do because now he's benefiting. But taking back, if it's the other way around, that if, if he is borrowing, from Shimon, the Chorah, why should that be problematic? In case of the sale, really touches on a sugya we had before, right? So we, the sugya we had before is, uh, was discussing that there are, there are three different situations, economies or marketplaces in terms of buying and selling, right? Sometimes it's a buyer's market, sometimes it's a seller's market, and sometimes it's even, right? So now, in the case where it's even, really both benefit. But buyer's market means that the buyer has the, the lay of the land, meaning that there's a lot of products 
on the market. I don't have to buy it from you. If you don't sell it to me, I'll go to the next guy. A seller's market is there's very little product on the market. And if I don't sell it to you, you're not going to find anybody else or you're going to have a difficulty finding somebody else well, finding it. Now. What's that? Well, Correct. Right. So now, so, and, and when it's equal, then it goes both ways. They both benefit, because remember, when you tra- one guy gets the money, other guy gets the object, they're both getting what they're looking for. So you could argue over this. And now, some learn that we're talking about over here, in the case of buying and selling, where it's, a, it's an even-keel market. I mean, it's even. So therefore, we understand why it cannot go both ways, because since Ruben is not allowed to benefit Shimon, and it is... An even market, a mitzioso, so therefore what happens over here, either way, Shimon is going to be benefiting, whether Shimon is the buyer or Shimon is the seller, and therefore you cannot go ahead and do it. What's that? Because Ruben can go to anyone and buy it. He's just going to Shimon. But, but in, 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 so therefore, if it's an even market, that's, we understand it. But if it's, if it's a buyer's market, really it only goes one way. And if it's a seller's market, it really goes the other way. So therefore, the buying and selling one, we can question Actually, who's the one who's the beneficiary? But in lending and borrowing, it's not a, it, the chorus, not a shaila. The person who is borrowing is the one that he is gaining. So I understand why Reuben can't lend to Shimon, but why Reuben cannot borrow from Shimon, that needs to be clarified as well. And they're saying that all these six activities are usur, even though Lechora, the Pashat, that's all talking about where only Rubain made the nether that Shimon cannot benefit from him. That's the simplest understanding of the Mishnah. So now they want to ask the question, I understand he's not allowed to lend him. And, the, and, and again, so the most we've shown him learned, that is the, the question really over here is really not, it's picking on Yalveno as one of the examples, but really it's asking on all three cases. So Bishlomo Yalveno de Kamahani lay because by Ruben lending Shimon, right, he is benefiting him. But why can't he borrow from Shimon? Right? My Kamahanila, how is borrowing him helping? Now, Amor says like this, Ubishlomo lo yilva hemeno, lo yikach hemeno. And the Amor says, if you really want to squeeze, if you want to make it a bit of a doichik, but you could really, halva, and even sale, you could really argue that there are scenarios where there is a benefit going the other way as well, which we understand why he cannot borrow or buy from. Now, what are the ways? The Rishonim speak out like this. The Rishonim speak out that in a case where it is a consumable, for example, coins. Now, there is a benefit of new coins over old coins. Because, because back in the day, the value of coins was not only in terms of the actual uh, uh, imprint on the coin rec- uh, uh, means that, that gave it its uh, value in terms of, let's say, it was a half a shekel or a full shekel. The weight also played a role as well. Now, if it's an older coin, these coins would deteriorate. So therefore, not everybody would be willing to take old coins, they would want new coins. Now, if you lend somebody a hundred shekel of new coins, and he gives you back a hundred shekel of old coins, so most cases, person will accept it, even though you have done something a little bit more beneficial by giving him the old coins as opposed to new coins. And if that's the case, so even lending or borrowing, you could come out with a situation where even even borrowing sometimes there's a benefit from the there's a benefit from the the, the, the borrower to the lender. 
Right? We had a question because I understand why Reuben can't lend Shimon. That's only, right? only the case of when you're lending someone. Ah, so that so if I understand where Reuben is, he can't lend Shimon. Why can't he borrow? I'll tell you why he can't borrow because because borrowing also could be sometimes the borrower could be benefiting the lender if he pays him new coins even though he only borrowed old coins. That only works when it's consumables. Correct. When it is a halva, but when it is a she'ela, you, because it's that same item, so then you're not going to come out better. And, and sale, and buying and selling, we also said, it could either be talking about that one scenario was a buyer's market, the other scenario was a seller's market, so that, but the one that we're going to get stuck with, which we can't understand, is the case of she'ela. If it's the exact same item, that, what? I can lend you my axe, and you could sharpen it, because whatever you back me sharpens, it's the same item, it's not that sharpened. Because you use it. But to say, that, I guess that's I not as common. Car, you gas, yeah, I get two more gallons than I give you. It. There, right, are, I, there are plenty of things that could be. No, I, I hear. Also, you have to make sure you're not involved. It's not a ribus situation here, also. You can't give right, back. Right. But anyway, the point is that, uh, that the, we're going with what the norms would be. Under normal norms, that the, the, the coins are not going to be exactly the same. That's uh, that's that's an understand that's understood. So and also in buying and selling again. So the some Rishonim learn it somehow when it's an even market, and therefore we understand why it goes both ways. Others will talk about that one way some a seller's market, the other way some a buyer's market. It's a little bit more of a doichik because you're changing two scenarios in the same right. Mishnah. Okay, fine. But the one that we're really going to have a difficulty is with She'ela. With Mamash, the same item coming back. I understand why you can't lend. Why is it a problem borrowing? Shimon, why can't Reuben borrow the axe from Shimon? He's the one benefiting. He's a lot of benefit from Shimon. Wasn't it's only Shimon can't benefit from Reuben. So Moses says like this. So, so uh, so therefore, in the case of She'ela, how is it a problem from Reuven to borrow from Shimon? We had a similar answer before, that the case in the Mishnah that says, is that Reuven made a netter on Shimon, and Shimon made a netter on Reuven. Well now, since each one has a Reuven, neither one is a lot of benefit from the other one. If neither one is a lot of benefit from the other one, you understand why all six transactions are usur, either way is usur. Okay? The Ran talks about what would be the Chiddush. I mean, the Ran discusses so what's the Chiddush over here, that would be Pasha. Let's take a look at the Ran. Abaya Amar Abaya said different terrors. Abaya said like this that, that these relationships generally are reciprocal. If somebody lends you, you feel compelled to lend him back. Right? And therefore the Chachamim made he learned the Chachamim made zero over here. Is that even though you'd say, Well, there's no problem in borrowing from him, no, because borrowing from him instills a sense that now I gotta lend. And therefore, if I have to go ahead and lend, that could lead to violations. So therefore, the Chachamim, where it was gonna be clearly that going, that it's reciprocal. If I do something for you, you're gonna to have to do something back for me, and I'm not allowed to do it back for you, because the Nether, therefore, they included in the, in the Gezeira. That's how the Abaya learns it. And all of them, it is considered to be a zero. Now, you don't have to include buying and selling. According to those who are showing him that it's somebody that's an even market, and then automatically it goes by, you don't have to say it's a zero. That's taka just because, because of the, 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 the thing itself. But, uh, so that's a question with Kulu who refers to buying and selling. That's a question. Is there? You know, maybe there is. Maybe you could argue. Maybe if I'm 
agreeing to sell I, you, I, then I when I need it, so you could argue that therefore it would be included in the Xera in the right. Okay. Let's go to the next Mishnah. So Ruvain uh, comes to Shimon and says, Okay, Shimon, I would like to borrow your cow. I have a, 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 my field that it needs to, uh, whatever it is, thresh or plow, and I need the cow. Shimon says back to Amaloi, He says, I'm sorry, the cow is not available. I need it for myself. I need it for someone else. Now, Ruling gets upset that Shimon is not willing to lend him the cow. So, He said, you don't give me your cow, I make a nether that my field that I wanted to use with your cow will never be allowed to be plowed with your cow. I make a nether that your cow is not allowed to plow my field for me again. Alright? Now, the issue is like this. What happens if this Ruvain who made the nether, right? Now, there's no question for Ruvain to take the cow and plow it, he would not be allowed to do that because he made the nether that he's not allowed to plow with this cow on his field. But let's say Ruvain has a son or Ruvain has a... Uh, has a, 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 a uh, has, has somebody else who he wants to use his field. Can that person, who's not him directly, can they use the cow to plow the field? Because you could say, what he said is, I made a nether that I am not going to use your cow to plow the field. Well, if it's not him using the cow to plow the then it should be okay. Somebody else would be allowed to go ahead and do it. Because he said, I am not allowed to, or maybe not. By saying, I mean, I'm not allowing it to be used, it means I'm not allowing it to be used on my field across the board, no matter who's plowing. Someone says like this, it really depends. Is Ruvain himself a farmer that would normally do the plowing? If Ruman was the guy who would normally do the plowing, then we say that when he said, I am not going to use this again, he was talking about specifically himself. If somebody else does it, does it that would be okay. But if Ruben himself would never do the plowing anyway, he always would delegate or get other people to do it. So even though he said, I am not going to use this cow to plow my field, it doesn't mean him because he in general would not be the guy plowing. Then you have to say included everybody else and then it would not be allowed to be used. That's the one who's going to make a chilek. Now, if Ruvain himself was the one who normally plowed the field, so who also, then the nether is only binding on Ruvain using that cow on the field. But anyone else, Mutari would be allowed to. But if he normally would not be the guy doing it, then you have to say that his nether was actually broader. So who bechol Adam Asur, and he and everybody else are also Asur to plow in that field. Okay. Now we're going to, uh, to, to uh, go up a notch over here. What happens if Ruvain made the nether that Shimon is not allowed to benefit from him? But nether, he sees Shimon is falling on bad times. Shimon does not have what to eat. So he wants to figure out, we had this in, in, in Ksubis, he wants to figure out how can he get food to Shimon without violating the nether. Now, bear in mind, if he just gives it to someone, says, you give it to him, somebody's working as his agent, that would be a violation 
of the nether. So he has to figure out a way that he can orchestrate that, Sh- that Shimon gets the food through a third party, but that third party is not going to be viewed as his agent. Now, the only way, says the Ran, that you can use a third party is if the third party does it and it's not legally binding that you have to compensate him. If the third party is doing it at your behest and legally you now have to compensate him, then that third party was really functioning as your agent and therefore you violated the nether. So we're going to have to come up with scenarios where the third party understands that you would like that person to be uh, fed, but, and he's going to do it as a favor, but Lemaisa, technically, legally, he would not be able to come back to you and claim, just you're going to go ahead and give it to him anyway, because that's what you, was your, you, you know, was based on you, you set the ball in motion. But it has to be, says the Ron, that there is no legal recourse. If the guy decides to stiff you, right, and, uh, and, and you decide to stiff that guy and say, okay, forget it, I, you know, I'm, I'm not paying you, you would be legally allowed to do so. Because if you're not allowed to, then he's just your agent, you wouldn't be allowed to do it. So let's see the cases. So, Now, Shimon has nothing to eat. So, he goes to the shopkeeper, the Gerson in, in, in the Ram down. it's the shopkeeper who you normally use. Because to find Stama shopkeeper is going to be willing to go along with this, knowing that he could get stiffed on the bill, you're not going to find really. So therefore the gear saying, it's your normal shopkeeper that you would normally use. But I'm a ish blaini, the gear says, should be mudr mi many hano. That this person, Shimon, there's a nether precluding me from directly benefiting him. And I don't know what to do. I don't know how to help him because I'm not allowed to give him food. And the maestro, he's got, he's got, got kids at home. He, has a, he needs food. I have to get, I somehow have to figure out how they can get food. So this shopkeeper is smart enough to realize what's going on. For who knows and lies, the shopkeeper, when Shimon comes into the store, says, listen, this is for you. I'm giving you this. Uh, this is a, a, a community gift or whatever it is. And then he goes back to Ruvain and Ruvain pays the bill. But again, the Ron speaks out, it's not a legally binding commitment because if it would be, then it would be considered directly benefiting as his agent. Next. Now, the, the Ron learns that these are all laws of Afsu. That's food. I understand we allowed this loophole for food. He says, no, even allowed for other issues as well. I have base olivnos. Let's say Shimon had a house. It's under construction, and he can't afford to complete the house. All right? Gidra Ligdar has got a fence that needs to be uh, fenced. Sadeh Ligdar has got a field that needs to be harvested. All right? He doesn't have the money to pay the workers. So now, Hayulach Etzel Ha'po'alim. Ruven can go to the workers. And he speaks it out. He says, this Shimon has work to be done, can't afford it. I can't do it for him because uh, there's a nether precluding me from directly benefiting him. And I don't know what to do for him. And they, or they get the message on their own, they're smart enough to realize, right. they go do the work. They can go do the work for Shimon. And they can come back and ask for the wages from this guy. Again, Iran speaks out, not legally binding, but it means that, that there's an understanding, I'll, I'll do the right thing. But if he stiffs them, they have no recourse in court. Alright? Basically, you have to convince someone else to do the chesed for you. Correct. But it has to be clearly that it's, it's their chesed, it's not your chesed. It can't be your chesed. Yeah. Now, now I'll up the ante. Okay? You have over here, Reuben and Shimon are traveling. 
We have to take, it'll take a while to get to wherever they're going. Shimon's wife has got to pack him lunch. He has nothing to eat. Alright? So now, if there's Levi along with them, the three people there, so now, in this case, you, you know, it, it, it's not, you can't do what the normal situation was. Shimon doesn't have what to eat because it's clear there's only Reuben, Shimon, and Levi over there. So it, it, it would not be, you can't, you can't, right. So what can you do over here? No sin le'echad l'shumatana. You can give a, you, I'm gifting it to Levi. Levi, this is yours. You can do whatever you want with it. Levi sees, he, Levi has enough food. He sees Shimon doesn't have food, so obviously what Levi's gonna do is turn around and give it to Shimon, so that you can go ahead and do. And then, and, and then Shimon will be allowed to use it. Again, that's a, even a bigger loophole over here, because it's clear that you're giving it to Shimon from Ruvain, just you're putting Levi in between, so therefore it's not considered directly oh. as if it came from, and it's not an agent either, because when you give it to Levi, you're giving it to Levi free and clear. Now Levi on his own is doing it, so that's the way to do it. Now, let's say, let's say there is no Levi. Ruvain and Shimon, Ruvain is chalishing, obviously we're not talking about Mamash Pekuach Nefesh, because the girl never is there to call it Terakula. We're talking about is that he's very, very uncomfortable. His mamas needs something to eat. You have no levy here. To give directly to Shimon, you can't do it. You're violating the nether. So what do you do? The, this is the, the largest loophole of all of them. Meniach ala selo. You put it down on the rock. Or you put it on a fence. I make an Hefker for anybody who wants to come and take it. Shimon come and take it from Hefker, and that also avoids not violating the Neder. On this, Rabbi Yosef says, you're pushing it. That can't do that, and we'll see exactly why Rabbi Yosef holds, but that is not allowed to be done. Okay, now, the Gemara is going to get into a very long Shiloh in terms of what are the mechanics of Hefker. And the Rai Rabbi Yochanan is going to explain the Mishnah. Rabbi Yochanan is going to explain that this perhaps is the Machlokas between the Tanakama and Rabbi Yossi as to what's wrong with that last loophole. Why can't I put it on the rock? Or why can't I put it on the ground? It's like, I'm being mafkurid now. When Shimon takes it, he's no longer taking it from me. Why? Because I made it Hefker to whoever wants to come and take it. What's wrong with doing that? Why does Rabbi Yossi oyster? He says, you're not allowed to do it. So Rabbi Yochanan is going to explain like this. There's a Chetira. When I say that something is Hefker, there's two ways you can understand what the lumbus of that is. One is, I have, re- I have removed myself completely from the item, and this Adelamaisa is ownerless, which means that even if I change my mind, let's say, no, I don't want to make it Hefker anymore. It doesn't work. First come, first serve. If you, if once you made it Hefker, it's done. You have no connection to it, and therefore you're equal to anybody else in terms of taking it. That's one Mahalach of understanding Hefker, which is the way we normally understand Hefker. But you can still take it yourself. You can take it yourself, but you can't change your mind and automatically it becomes yours. The other way of understanding Hefker, Hefker is almost like I'm gifting it to somebody, right? But that means it's still mine until what? Until the moment that he takes it, which means if I reverse myself before it actually anyone else picked it up, it would belong to me. Which, if you learn that, then it's a much bigger problem because then you are violating the netter because it is yours until the moment he picks it up. And the moment he picks it up, it transfers to him as a gift. So therefore, says the Rabbi Yossi, that's why Rabbi Yossi holds that this last case 
of making an it doesn't work because it still violates the nether. So therefore, that in terms of the lumbers of how hefter works, will make it, will give us the understanding why there's machlokas here between the Tanakhama and Rabbi Yossi in the case of hefter. That is, uh, Rabbi Yechonis. I'm Rabbi Yechonis. My time is Rabbi Yossi. What is the reasoning for Rabbi Yossi? Kasabra hefter ka matona. He holds that hefter works like a matona. Ma matona ado osi meshus noisun reshus mat mekabo. Just as by a matona, it only leaves your reshus when what? When the recipient has actually got it. But if I have in mind, I want to give a gift. And then right before I gift it to him, I change my mind. It still stays mine. It doesn't leave my Rishus until it enters his. So to by Hefker, he doesn't leave the, the Rishus of the Mafkir until the one who's Zoycha, the one who actually takes it. And then only then it becomes his completely. And therefore, says Rabbi Yaisi, that that does not allow you to put it on the rock and say, because at the end of the day, it's still yours until the uh, Shimon picks it up, and when he picks it up, now it goes from you to him, it violates the nether. That is the way Rabbi Yechon wanted to be Mazbir, the Machlokas, between the Tanakhama and Rabbi Yechon. Clear? Well, clear, it's interesting that someone would call that Hefker as opposed to just Matana. Like, well, why, why, why? Because uh, Matana, you're guiding it towards one individual. Hefker, I'm willing to give Matana, whoever wants to come and take it, come and take it. So, it's like, it's a broader than a, a regular Matana. Uh, it works in Lund is like a matana. What's that? So that's a shah. Afkar to the Malka, how it works. Maybe by Kurdish Boruchu, he can, but that would be an issue. So now, Mosib Rabbi Abba. Rabbi says like this. He asked the following question. Now, we've spoken of this a number of times. Is that very often, we saw before, that Rabbeinu Akkadosh, he took the, 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 seven or thirteen mahalchin of how certain Tanoic uh, teachings were taught and what was, was not included was called a brysa. Brysa means it's outside of the Mishnah. But very often we look to the brysas because they discuss the same situation and you get more clarity because it's got more information than what was actually codified in the Mishnah. So the Gemara now is looking to a brysa that discusses this machlokas between Rabbi Yochanan, I mean between uh, the Tanakhama and Rabbi Yossi, and based on the way the brysa explains it, Rabbi Yechanan's answer of explaining Rabbi Yechanan doesn't work. What's the Bryce say? It says like this, that the Tanakhama holds, again, it's quoting the, paraphrasing the first part, Tanakhama says, you put it on the rock, you make it hefker, Shimon can pick it up and eat it, and Shalom al Yisrael. Comes along Rabbi Yechanan, Rabbi Yechanan, Rabbi Yechanan says, it is Oser. Now, that's where our Mishnah stops. Continues the Bryce, I'm Rabbi Yaisi, when do I not allow the Hefker to be made? If the nether was made first, and then the guy made it Hefker, then I don't allow the Hefker to work. But if you first, whatever reason was, Ruvain was mafkir food, he was mafkirin, and only then he made the nether, in such a case, then Shimon would be allowed to come and claim it from the Hefker. Now what's the problem? The problem is, if shot in, Rabbi Yossi, the way Rabbi Yochanan explained it, that a nether is still attached to you, I'm not an A hefker is still attached to you and it only becomes his at the time he picks it up. Look at what difference does it make if the hefker was first and then the nether or the nether was first and then the hefker. Either way, the bottom line, it's still yours. 
until somebody picks it up. And when Shimon picks it up, at that moment it transfers over, you violate the nether. So therefore, the, in the Brysa, making a distinction between what the nether came first and then the half girl, the came first, shows us that whatever shot in Rabbi Yossi is, it cannot be what Rabbi Yochanan said it was. We have to come up with a new shot in Rabbi Yossi because according to the way Rabbi Yochanan understood, it should make no difference whether the nether is first and then the half girl, the half girl first and then the nether. That's the more problem. So, E. Amart, if you tell me, is that the pshat in Rabbi Yaisi is that the hefker makes it like a matana, that it's still yours until the person who picks it up takes it. So, who cares whether the nether comes before the hefker? Hefker comes with the nether. The bottom line is, is that if he takes it, it's still yours. At the end of the day, it's still yours. It still violates the nether. It doesn't matter whether the hefker or the nether came first. It's going to make no difference. So now, this was a question that was raised by Rabbi Abba on Rabbi Yechanan. Right? Rabbi Abba asked this question from the Brisa on Rabbi Yechanan. So says like this. He said, Who who mashani Rabbi Abba, who raised the question against Rabbi Yechanan, explained it that it could still fit according to Rabbi Yechanan. Now, what's the pshat? How did he explain it? Let me explain it outside and we'll see it inside. He says an interesting svarah. Right. What did the, uh, what was the nether? Nether was that I'm making a nether that Shimon is not allowed to benefit from my nechosim. Right? So the problem is that he, we're asking a question, well, even if you were mafkirit before the nether, the mice, it's still considered your nechosim because it doesn't leave your rishos until what? Right. So therefore the nether still should be binding on it. Even if the hefker came first, it should still be recluding it and he should not be allowed to pick it up because it should violate the nether. Says Rav Abba that from a uh, psychological standpoint is that even though technically if I make a nether that Shimon is not allowed to benefit from my nechosim, that would include even the nechosim that I already was mafkir. Technically it should. Why? Because it is still included in all of my nechosim. But that's not the way people think. If they were mafkir something first, and then they made a nether, that I'm being nether something up from all my nechosim, in my mind, even though legally it's mine, but in my mind, when I refer to all my nechosim, what am I referring to? Only things I didn't make hefker. Which now, you can still use the lambdas of Rabbi Yechanan, and now we can understand why there's a difference between if the hefker came first, or the nether came first. Now that comes out now to the Nazgabal the If the nether came first, so when I made the nether, it was completely mine. So therefore, I included that. So for me now to go make it hefker, it doesn't help. It's still included in the nether. But if I was mafkir first, and then I made a nether, all my nechosim, since when I said all my nechosim, even though legally that's mine, but I don't intend to include it in my nether, that would allow then Shimon to take it, because that was not included in the nether, then Shimon's allowed to take it. That, says Rabbi Abba, is shot in Rabbi Yaisi, which fits Rabbi Yechanan's distinction, and works out very good. So it says it more like this. So who most of love whom and shani? Let's Abba who asked the question from the Brisa, he explained it as well. The Kalanoider, whenever a person makes a nether, ain't died to Almasha Hifker. He does not mean to include something that he had already had made Hefker. Even though legally it's included in the words called Nechosim, but again, by Medorim, we go by what the mindset of the individual is. And when a person says, I'm, being ma- I'm making a nether on Shimon of all my Nechosim, since he did not mean to include 
something that he already made hefker, the nether would not be chal on it. So therefore comes out a big difference. Was the nether first or was the hefker first? And then we can explain the pshat and Rabbi Yossi, like we said in our Mishnah, makes a lot of sense. Okay? Now, the last piece is going to be a, uh, a require, just a, a little bit of a chazora from a sugya in Baba Basra. Generally, in order for a transaction to be binding, you have to have what's called a gemiras das. Gemiras das means we have to know that the person that's giving up the item is doing it, he intends to do it. It's not people say things and do a lot of things they don't actually mean. But in order to concretize it, you need to have a gemiras das, and usually that makes a, a kenyan. Say I'm going to do something for you, it doesn't do anything until I actually make a Kenyan that seals the deal. They have to make a Kenyan to seal the deal. However, Chacham came along and said, sometimes when a person is on his deathbed, Shchiv Meirah, so Shchiv Meirah, before he dies, he might want to be able to divide up certain assets, give things away, whatever it is, and if we require that he has to make a Kenyan, that might put undue stress on him, and Rahman al-Islam, it might hasten his death. So the Chachamim were lenient and saying is, listen, a guy is not joking around when he's about to die, so we don't require a Kenyan to be made in a case where it's a tzivui of a shchiv meira. So when it's a, shish, a, a tzivui of a shchiv meira, a tzivui, if it's a bari, a healthy person doesn't work until there's a Kenyan, by shchiv meira, he might make a Kenyan, might not make a Kenyan, but we don't need the Kenyan to make it binding. Now, because there is this leniency, it actually has a number of ramifications. One of the ramifications are, let's say a Shkimera gave everything away prior to him passing, and then lo and behold, he gets healthy. He's, he's, he becomes a Bari. The halacha is, that we say, since it was only a matna shchiv meira, and when he, and, and he's assuming that he was going to, to die, now that he gets healthy, the sale doesn't go through. But there's a caveat. We have to know that in his mindset he was doing it as a shchiv meira. One of the indications that he was doing it as a shchiv meira is that he gives everything away. Let's say he has $100,000 of assets and he says, I want to give Ruvain $10,000, but I'm going to hold on to $90,000. That's not a matna shchiv meira. Why? Because he's holding, uh, he's he's I'm going to hold on to 90 because I'm going to get better. So in such a case, what happens is that if Itake does get better, that $10,000 will still be binding. Why will it be binding? Because we don't give it the leniency of the Matan Shemera because we don't because we only say that if the Matan Shemera goes back if we can fully define as the Matan Shemera one of the ways of indication is so now what happens in the morning he said I'm giving 10,000 to Ruvain and in the evening he said I'm going to give 90,000 to Shimon in such a case we say that the 10,000 to Ruvain really also was a Matan Shemera the proof that it's the Matan Shemera he just wanted to give three different people or two different people so there will be a Matan Shemera it's only considered problematic of being a Matan Shemera if he gave 10,000 and held on to himself but even 
subsequently gave another 90,000 to someone else. The other thing is, by the way, a matna shchiv because it is a matna shchiv has, you can, re, you can um, revoke. I can say in the morning I want to give it to Ruve and then change my mind in the evening I want to give it to Shimon. And that also works only because it's a matna shchiv not because it's not viewed as a matna's bari. The Gemara in Baba Basra is dealing with the following situation. Let's say the guy has $100,000 worth of assets. In the morning, he said, I want to give $10,000 to Ruben. Okay? Now, at that point, it's still not clear, was that a matnas shriv meirah, or was that a matnas bori? We don't know. Mm-hmm. What would determine whether it's a matnas shriv meirah or matnas bori? Right. Only if he gives away the remaining 90000 right? Now, what happened was, is that comes the evening and he said, I want to give all my nechosim to Shimon. He said, I want to give 10,000 in the morning and he said, I want to give all my nechosim to Shimon. Now the question is, did all my nechosim mean the remaining 90? If he meant the remaining 90, one second, yeah, one second, the remaining 90, and if he meant the remaining 90, then the 10,000 is also matna shkiv Now if he would get healthy, what would he get back? Nothing. If it's a shchiv merah and he gets back and he gets healthy, then everything that gave was given as a shchiv merah, he gets back. Oh, even so if he gave it away, I thought it was only a sale that got returned. No, 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 no. If he, if he instructed that he wants it all given away. Right. right? So 10,000 in the morning and he said all of it in the evening, which means the remaining 90. If he got healthy, he would get back the 10 from Ruvain and the 90 from Shimon. But if the, when he said all, what he really meant was, all, he's retracting on the, on what he gave to Ruvain, and I want to give all a hundred to Shimon, then he basically saying that the ten thousand I gave in the morning was really a matnas bori. It was, I, it wasn't a, a I'm giving this ten thousand, I, I, but I don't want to give that. I want to give all of the stuff to Shimon, right? I initially thought I was only going to give 10 and hold 90 for myself. But now I'm just saying I'm going to give all the 100 to Shimon. Now if he gets healthy, the only sale that retracts is the 90 additional, or whatever it is, to, to, to Shimon. But the 10 that he originally was going to give to Ruvain, Taka would stick by Ruvain. So he made a Kenyan. It was a Kenyan. We're talking about that it was a Kenyan made as well. Even though a Kenyan, a Shkrimera can make a Kenyan, they could, but we're not sure. It could be a Kenyan still of a Shkrimera. It could still be of a Shkrimera. He was healthy in the morning. Meaning healthy enough in the morning where it wasn't a Well, no, he was a but nevertheless, they still made a Kenyan. They still, still made it. It, was still, it could still be a Shkrimera. It's a toss-up. Was it a Shkrimera? Was it not a Shkrimera? And then he said, all. Oh, the question is, do we deal with it as Matnas Bari or Matnas Shkrimera? It depends. Does it mean additional 90? Or does he mean all of it and it's a retraction? All right. That's the case over there. All right, now let's read inside and then we'll see the kash of what Rav is asking. So, Moshev Rav, Mikzosem L'Rishon, $10,000 in the morning should go to Ruvain. And then in the evening, it never said another 90, the remaining 90. They would say then that it's all a Matnashchid Merah. But he used the words V'chulan. Chulan could mean, Chulan L'Sheini, it could mean that I'm retracting from the morning and I want to give all the hundred to Shimon. So the halach is, if he gets healthy, Risha and Kana, 
The first one will be Kona, because now that's viewed as a Matnas Bari. Why is it viewed as a Matnas Bari? Because we see that he was just, he was, the original gift was only for $10,000, and that's all he was planning on doing. The second gift that he made was a retraction of that one, but he can't retract on it anymore if it's a Matnas Bari, and therefore that stays in, uh, 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 as, as, as a gift. And the Shani Lloyd Connor, the second one, who that he was giving it all as a Matnas Bari too, because he was going to give him all a hundred, that sale is reneged. That sale goes back when he gets healthy. Now what's the Kasha? Listen to the Kasha as follows. We just said a Svaro, that if you made something Hefker, and then you make a Neder, even though legally it's still yours, the Neder is not on the Hefker, because if you've already given it away in your mind, when you make a netter on it, you don't include it. Right? So you want to ask the Chalachora, this person already gifted, he actually gifted the $10,000 to Ruvain. And now he says, and all of it, I want to give to Shimon. You're telling me that all of it he had in mind, the 10000 he says, if you're telling me by Hefker when you make a netter, you don't have in mind the part you already gave away, which wasn't even really a gift, it was only a Hefker. Here that you actually gave $10,000 to Ruvain, so therefore in your mind, you're going to tell me that he is including that $10,000 when he said, and all of it should go to Shimon. That's why we're saying that the first one's a Matnas Bari. He was trying to retract from it. I mean, if it was only 90,000 he wanted to give Shishimim, then both would be considered to be a Matnas Chivmira. The only reason we're concerned, considering the 10,000 initially to be a Matnas Bari, is what he's saying is that the 10,000 was a 10,000, now he's trying to retract and give all 100,000. That's how we're looking at it. But that only works if you say he still has his mind on something that he wanted to give a gift earlier. Well then, by Hefker too, when he makes it a Nedra, it should also include what he was gifting away earlier. Earlier, and therefore it should we be. Said What's that? We said Hefker, you're not allowed to change your mind. But according to Rabbi Yechonon, you could change your mind on Hefker. Rabbi Yechonon, because it's still yours. We just said that when a person makes a nether, he doesn't mean to have it in mind. Because he already gave it, in his mind he gave it away. So here too, in his mind he already gave away in the morning. So therefore, why are you telling me when he's, when he's saying Kulan, it includes it? Right, that's the Gmaras Kasha. So therefore, Rabbi says, that the reason over here for Rab Shimon is nothing to do with the lumbus of uh, for Rab Yaisi is nothing to do with lumbus of Hefker. Everyone Hefker works the way Hefker works, the way we've always understood it. That when you're mafkir, you can't change your mind. It will, it will, anybody can come and take it. It's no longer mine. So the question is, if that's the case, then why doesn't Rab Yaisi allow? The guy to put it on the ground and say, I'm being mafkirit, whoever wants to come and take it, and then let Shimon come and take it from Reuben. Why can't he do that? And also, what's going to be the difference between if your Hefker came before the Nedra, the Nedra came before the Hefker? So says the Gemara that the reason Rabbah, that says the reason why Yossi did it is because of a story of something that happened, we learned earlier, about what's called the, uh, it was, it was a wedding that happened at Beis Choron. What was the case of the wedding of Beis Choron? case was like this, is that Reuven got into a fight with his father. Reuven got into a fight with his father Yaakov, and Reuven made a nether that you, Yaakov, will never be able to benefit from my assets. Fast forward, right? Reuven had a son, and it's time for the wedding of the son. Now the prop, it's the grandson of Yaakov. It's Reuven's son, it's Yaakov's grandson. Now, Reuven feels very bad. 
because his nether that he made would preclude the grandfather Yaakov from being able to turn to come to Ruvain's son's wedding, right? So what is the way to get out of it? So what happened was, as a Maiseh Shehoyah, Ruvain went to somebody who he thought was a good friend of his, and he says, listen, I am going to be machna to you, I'm gifting to you the entire wedding. Everything at the wedding is now yours. By doing that, what did he think? Now, his father Yaakov could come because now Yaakov would not be benefiting from Ruvain. And he would be benefiting from Shimon, who he gifted it all to Shimon. Comes the day of the wedding and Shimon says, if it's all mine, I mock this shit all to the base of Mikdash. <laughs> that was the Maise Shehoya. Ruvain says, what do you mean? The only reason I gave it to you is so because I want... His father would still come? No, no one's allowed to eat from it. He, you know, all we care. So he said, uh, so Ruben said, what are you talking about? That's not, you can't do that. I didn't give it to you that you can do that. And therefore, the bottom line is, it became a big tumble. Because the Misa, if you didn't really give it to him that he could be mocked, this shit, it's not considered like you're really giving it to him. And then we're violating the nether when your father comes. And that was called the story of Beis Choron. So therefore, Chachamim made a Zera that in such scenarios where it's agenda-driven, where the gift or the hefker would be agenda-driven, we are concerned that it's not done with the right intent. So now we understand. Technically, when Ruven says, I'm putting it on the rock and I'm being mafkered, Shimon should be allowed to come and take it in terms of the normal mechanics. But since this is a gender-driven yeah, hefker... Yeah, yeah. Someone else came and took it, you wouldn't be. So maybe, maybe that could be. So, therefore, we don't consider it to be a real hefker. But now it makes a difference because if the nether came before the hefker, then it's a problem. But if the first the person went ahead and made it hefker, and only then he made it nether, there was nothing wrong with that hefker because that hefker was not an agenda driven hefker. That's a good hefker. And since that's a good hefker, and only then you made the nether, the nether is not going on it. So really, Yabyasi says, Rabbi holds of hefker the way we hold of hefker. The only issue is, do we apply the xera of base choron? That's the issue. And it's only a problem if it's an agenda driven hefker. That's like an agenda driven gift. That's a problem, but it's only a problem if the nether came first. That would not be a problem if the hefker came first. That's the answer. Let's see it inside. So where it says, uh, This is the real reason for Rabbi It's a mishum matnas beis choron. It's a because of the matona of beis choron. That is the problem that we're concerned that it's not going to be a full-hearted gift or hefker because you're only doing it with an agenda in mind. But that's only a problem if the, hef, the, the nether came first. But if the Hefker came first, we're not concerned about it, and then it would be able to work, uh, then, and Shimon would be allowed to take it from Ruben. Okay, Jeremy, we'll stop it. Yeah.